Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Jen. I'm Al. And I'm a little far away from the mic right now. Yes, you are. Well, because <clears throat> I'm not feeling great, so I'm doing what I gotta do. Uh-huh. How are you? I'm okay, how are you? Still sicky boo. Yes, because you recorded that episode. Uh, no, uh, yes, what, I know. What do you mean? You record a bunch on the same day. If people yes, are aware I know. of this. I know, okay. but for them it feels a little different, because they're not getting it all at once. Yes. Yes. But that was but an hour worry. ago. But don't worry. We're I'll feel travelers. better by the time you actually hear this. We're time travelers. We are. There you go. Um, Nothing has changed. I'm still tired. I am as well. Wonderful. Um, One of these days we have to play the games we have. That that we have sitting in your room right now. I have Doctor Who games. game. Yep. I like that game. The DC deck building game. Yep. I like that game too. The Harry Potter games? The the Funko Pop game? Yeah. Yes. I bought that so that we could play it together. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Figured it wasn't a totally me gift. It's a you gift. It's mm-hmm. Harry Potter. You like Harry Potter. Hence this podcast. I mean, yeah. That's why we're here. That is why we're here. So... Um, any other things you want to share before we move on to Harry Potter stuffs? No. No? Um, I've been watching, uh, I showed you, and I mentioned them in a previous episode, the YouTube channel Bad Medicine, the, uh, meathead, who I found out is actually a bodybuilder, by the way. He Okay. He's a bodybuilder who doesn't do it, like, for trade. Doesn't mm-hmm. do it for money. He does it because he... Because he wants to. Yeah, basically. Okay. Uh, he is a he is in um, marketing as his profession. Um, the dad, the middle figure guy, um, he's just a dad. <laughs> um, and then the, the bald dude on the right who's like the uncle kind of guy. Um, yeah, I've been watching their, their reaction. They're, they just finished... This book, they just finished this, the movie for it. Yes. They just finished Sword of the Phoenix. Uh, and they loved it. Of course. They uh, specifically... It would have been even better if they had included the last chapter in there. The biggest reactions were the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. where uh, Dudley taunts Harry for Cedric being dead. <sighs> Who's Cedric, your boyfriend? You're going to cry to your mommy. Where is your mom? Where is your mom, Potter? Is she dead? That, that whole thing? like Yeah. They were like, don't don't you dare. Oh, yeah. my God. The way that we were the first time we watched it, we were like, yeah. what the actual uh-huh. bloody hell is this? Yeah, basically. Because I wanted to say something worse, but, you know. The strongest reaction was had by the meathead. I apologize. I think he, I don't remember what they have. Like the bodybuilder. Bodybuilder. Let's call him bodybuilder. Because me head sounds offensive. Yes. The bodybuilder guy. Um, he, he had the strongest reaction in the movie, which was um, the start of Dumbledore's army when they're in um, the Hogshead in slash pub, whatever mm-hmm. I call it. 
Um, and Harry's like in the movie. I don't remember if it went exactly the same in the book. Uh, I mean, we just did that not too long ago, but it was kind of long ago. Anyway, um, where he's like, you know, in school, you get to try again. Uh, if you fail, you get to try again tomorrow. Yeah. But in real it life, does when say you're it a second away from dying, you don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. And he was like, that is so gangster. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was really funny. I'm going to play it for you while you're doing the audio stuff for this episode. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Um, but, yeah, they, they they super love this movie in particular. And it's a good um, movie. Because it's a good book. Yeah, the bodybuilder in particular has been very, like, oh, these are kids' movies. Mm-hmm. But this is the movie that made him realize. It's not just the, a kids' movie. But it's, it's not at all. The first yeah. two, yes, they're children, they're 11 and 12, but we're talking heavy things right now. Yes. We're talking about the murder of the main character's parents. We're Within talking, the first few minutes. Yeah. It's not a kid's story, actually. It was marketed as such, and kids were allowed to read it, but yeah. in no way, shape, or form is this a kid's book. Well, and the thing is, kids are allowed to read it, mm-hmm. but parents have to monitor when kids start reading it because it starts talking about subject matter that some kids may not be ready for at a certain age. It, so you have to judge by your own child and where they're at to be able to read this kind of story. Well, like, think about I'm sorry, a, t- uh, a, a six-year-old who loves reading shouldn't be reading anything past book one. No, literally. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, 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 you really do need to wait until a kid is 10, 11 years old before you say you can read book two. Even then, we're talking about murder. Yeah. We're talking about child abuse. Yeah. Like, we're t- there's a lot. The there's government, a- you know, basically lying to you. And- well, that's later, but there, there, there is a lot of people being hurt. And killed and and all the stuff. Your godfather like, being in prison and escaping to try to kill you. And the reason you? why he's in prison is because he helped facilitate the murder of your parents and he killed one of their best friends. And now he's escaped to kill you. And now he's escaped to kill you. What? It is not a kid's book, and like, I think it took that. Okay, him, I'll go to school. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think it took it took him realizing that for me to realize it as well. Mm-hmm. It's not a kid series. It's labeled as such. Um, it is marked because it's got magic it's the and... same length as well because kids books are like young adult young teen are smaller but if you look at the books themselves of, of they're words. they're this they're is when they start books. getting heavier yeah. um even the beginning though our, our it was the biggest book i'd ever read the first harry potter yeah. it was huge oh yeah i was like this is like a mini textbook uh-huh. and i was like i'm reading the, the the heck out of this thing a million times yeah um yeah, no, it's definitely, there's a lot of really um, difficult things in that. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I have that trouble, the same, well, not trouble, but I have the same thing happen with a lot of Disney movies, mm-hmm. especially the ones that have been coming out in the past, I'm going to say, 10 years. Yes. They are... Definitely children's movies, for sure. Most of them. Because, you know, they've got cartoons, and they've got fun music, and they have some campiness to it that kids find entertaining. But 
for example, Moana, she had to leave her family and disobey her family's wishes to save the world. So she was coming to grips with her role in her family's life, her role in society, and her role in saving the planet, basically. It's kind of heavy stuff, right? Yeah. Well, Coco. Also the theory that she's actually already dead. Oh, we're not even going to go there. <laughs> yeah, there's that theory. Coco, he has to clear his grandfather's name because his grandfather was murdered by his best friend. And it just so happens that he has to do it on the Day of the Dead because he accidentally figured out how to get to the other side. Heavy stuff, man. Um, what was the last one? Oh, 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 oh. Encanto. Okay. I can't, anyway. I can't, I can't even, like, whoo. Uh, generational curses, generational trauma, um, government-sanctioned genocide, you know. Yeehaw. And Magic. Anyway, <laughs> like these are heavy stories to have kids watch, mm-hmm. but I feel like the stories aren't for the kids. The stories are for the adults that have to watch it for the kids. So we're watching it because it's actually a story that interests us, but it's got the music and the colors and the campiness for the kids to enjoy it as well. Mm-hmm. That's what this Harry Potter, that's what Harry Potter is for me now as an adult. It's, yeah, I enjoyed reading it when I was younger because it's full of fantasy and, and there's, there's centaurs and there's blast-ended scroots and there's unicorns and there's flubberworms and, you know, mandrakes, they're cute little screaming babies that could kill you, whatever. Um... But yeah, the whole crux of the the series is that a little kid has to save the world. Yep. Again. Why is it always got to be the kids? Why is it always got to be a teenager? Why is the teenager always the chosen one? Because it'd be it'd be less entertaining if it was like a soccer mom, an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> so, let okay. us begin. Let, let us begin. We we got away from ourselves for a little bit. But, um, yeah, this is season five, episode, what was it? Oh, no. What was the last episode? The last episode was episode 37. So this is season five, episode 38. Um, chapter 32 out of the fire so let's do quick recap um they did their owls their owls um they did great uh harry got an extra point harry got an extra point for producing a fully corporeal patronus for professor tufty haggard got fired in a haggard got attacked in the middle of the night okay well listen 
let's let's call a spade a spade okay hagrid got attacked in the middle of the night by about six individuals and umbridge dumbridge um they tried stunning him it didn't work they stunned fang hagrid went ballistic mcgonagall was like what in the bloody hell and four people stunned her yep and she's like maybe she's like pseudo dead she's she's schrodinger's cat right now there we go she's schrodinger's cat right now we don't know um um and then during harry's last owl exam which is history of magic he falls asleep because the subject is boring kind of he like we've never heard him really fall asleep in class unless it's divination or or history of magic magic. like his two least favorite subjects he's like "Mm, i'm gonna take a nap how are you gonna fall asleep in a final exam though yeah. I've never done that. I've I'm gonna be real honest. As a student, you know, like sometimes I fall asleep in class. It happens. All of us do at one point, right? However, I never fell asleep during a test. My anxiety would not allow that to occur. Yeah. <laughs> I did almost miss an exam because I was sleeping. But that's a whole other thing. Like, I worked myself into a frenzy to where I couldn't fall asleep. And then when I finally fell asleep, I fell into such deep of a sleep that I slept through all of the alarms I had set. And then I woke up with just enough time to run all the way down campus. And when I finally got there, right before I got there, I slipped on some ice and had a wet booty. As I walked in to take the exam. So I sat in a lecture hall with a wet booty. Nice. But I got there just on time. There you go. That's what matters. Yeah. I may have been wearing my PJs with a wet booty in class, but I made it. Yeah. So anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. Story la- time. Last, last <laughs> owl. Harry has a nightmare that Voldemort is torturing Sirius behind the door he's been dreaming about with the place with all the glass orbs. Yes. And it feels... It feels super real. It feels reminiscent of... the Mr. Weasley attack. Yes. I was just trying to get you there because I knew you were yawning. Yes. So, there we are. Yes. Um, Harry is frantic about Sirius because right now he could be being tortured. Uh, he rushes. Oh, he's convinced. He yeah. actually says in here when he's talking to Hermione in a second, he says, "No, it's happening. I know it's happening. Yep. I know." Like, okay. Yep. And Harry rushes to the infirmary to see the only member of the Order of the Phoenix that he can think of, Professor McGonagall. Madame Pomfrey says that Professor McGonagall has been transferred to Saint Mungo's Hospital. You know, a woman of her age taking four stunners in the chest, no less. You know. Yeah, she she actually says, um, I shall go and collect your examination paper. He waited a second. He goes, um, causing Madame Pomfrey, who had been spooning some bright blue liquid into Montague's open mouth, to shriek in alarm. Potter, what do you think you're doing here? I need to see Professor McGonagall. Now, it's urgent. She's not here, Potter. She was transferred to St. Mungo's this morning. Four stunning spells straight to the chest at her age. It's a wonder they didn't kill her. She's gone? Yep. 
Um, so Harry's unsure of what to do. Dumbledore, McGonagall, and Hagrid are now all gone. He runs to find Ron and Hermione. Convinced his vision is real, like oh, you mentioned. Hold on a second. Before we keep going, I just, I love Madame Pomfrey. She's like, I don't wonder you're shocked, Potter. As if one of them would have stunned Minerva McGonagall, McGonagall's face on by daylight. Cowardice, that's what it was. Despicable cowardice. If I wasn't worried what would happen to you students without me, I'd resign in protest. I had to add that. Madame Pomfrey's OG. As if, but that's what is that going to do? Nothing. Okay. She, So she just says it because she wants to show them that she cares. Mm-hmm. Her resignation isn't going to do Well, all of those kids who hurt themselves are just going to be hurt at that point. Yep. Okay. Um, he runs to find Hermione, convinced his vision is real. Harry wants to go immediately to the Ministry of Magic in London to save Sirius. Hermione warns that the warns him that the vision could be false, and suggests that Harry seems to have a or seems to have a bit of a a saving people thing. Um. So basically, yeah, she she just says that Harry has a as a hero complex and that he has to save people, um. And also yes. the fact that. You know, I'm pretty sure she mentions, like, there's a reason why he had occlumency lessons is to not see these visions. Yes. Um, and even though it's against her better judgment, it's the only way that they can do it, she suggests that they should use Umbridge's fireplace to contact Grimald Place to see if Sirius is there or not to confirm the validity of the vision. I got to the place where it says, you've got a bit of a saving people thing. Yep. Yep. Um, Ron volunteers to distract Umbridge while Ginny and Luna Lovegood stand outside, uh, guard outside as Harry and Hermione, under Harry's invisibility cloak, sneak into the empty office. Harry contacts Grimald Place and Creature, the Black family house elf, answers. He claims Sirius has gone and did not tell him where, but adds gleefully that he will never return. Harry is suddenly yanked from the fireplace and Umbridge demands to know who he is contacting. Ron, Luna, Hermione, Ginny, and Neville are being held by Umbridge's inquisitorial squad. When Harry refuses to answer, Umbridge has Malfoy fetch Snape. Harry suddenly remembers that Snape is an Order member. When he arrives, Umbridge orders him to use Veritas Serum on Harry, but Snape claims she has used up his entire stock and it takes a month to brew more. Harry, well, and that also kind of exonerates... Um, in the movie, at the very least, it's on H. Cho, but this is Marietta in the book, so does that help her, or does she just... I mean, in... Was there a series on Marietta in the book? In the book, it's Marietta. I'm, no, I'm saying, is the Veritaserum used on her, though? Because we know in the movie that it's Cho, and it's used on her, and that sort of exonerates her, it's not her fault. So, I'm at the place, I'm in the book right now, yes. and um she asks who what he's doing in her room and she Mm. says and he says i was trying to get my firebolt liar your firebolt is under strict guard in the dungeons as you very well know potter you had your head in my fire with whom have you been communicating no one harry says and she cuts him off scream shouting liar um and yeah all the slytherins have 
Ron, Jenny, Luna, and to Harry's bewilderment, Neville. <laughs> um, got them all. That one tried to stop me taking her, pointing at Jenny. Um, so I brought him along. Oh, that one pointing at Neville yeah. tried to stop taking me. Uh, st- tried to stop me taking her to Jenny. Are so, you okay? You no. Know, he pointed okay. at Neville first, saying, this Neville tried to stop me from getting Ginny. Yes. That's what it was. Uh-huh. Okay. So I brought him along, too. Good, good. Well, it looks as though Hogwarts will shortly be Weasley... F- will shortly be a Weasley-free zone, doesn't it? She's awful. I yes. I hate her so much. Like, I don't use the word hate. I use it. Very very loosely because i think a lot of people use it more often than it should be used like hate is a very strong emotion it's not just disdain or dislike or eh. no hate hatred it's a big feeling i i (coughs) dislike voldemort i think he's bad um for all of our fantastic beast people I really dislike Grindelwald. I hate Umbridge. Yeah. Does that seem accurate to you? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Voldemort is just like. He's and, just crazy. Yeah. He's crazy, and he believes his his own brand of crazy. Yeah, that's a problem. Um. In, in some ways, not yeah. in all ways, because he knows that he's using pure blood mania as a weapon because he himself is not pure blood, and he yes. knows that. But he definitely believes that he deserves to rule over muggles and oh, all yeah. the kind in general, just because what he's he's Salazar Slytherin's descendant, and he can confirm it because he can speak Parseltongue. So I have a question like, for you. Can I, I'm going to pull in real quick. I'm going to pull in Fantastic Beasts Secrets of Dumbledore. Speak it to me. We already talked about it in a previous episode. Mm-hmm. So if you guys haven't watched it yet, maybe pause for a minute or so and then come back or like not listen for a minute or so and then <laughs> come back. Do you think that Voldemort is at the same level as Grindelwald or if Voldemort could have found a ch- ch- chillin, ch- chitin, whatever it's called. Chillin. If he would have done the same thing that Grindelwald did? No, I think To prove that his... Actually, if he's worthy... No, I don't think so, because I don't think that he cares if he thinks that other people or other beings think that he's worthy or not. I don't think that he would put put too much stock into it. Um, where where did that even begin? Like it is a tradition, yeah. But who's to? Why why does that hold any kind of? Validity? Maybe he doesn't care about that kind of tradition. Exactly, he doesn't. Yeah, he he wouldn't care. He, you don't think I'm worthy? Well, I think I'm worthy, kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas he, Grindelwald as well does not care. Oh yeah. If he thinks the children, well, thinks that he's worthy or not. The, the, because... My my issue is that. Although Grindelwald didn't care, he cared enough to try to convince other people so that his rise to power would be less... Would be um, smooth. Huh? Would be smooth. Yes. Would have less bumps in the road, um, less, I guess, people questioning the validity of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas Voldemort gives zero Fs. 
and he's sneaky so he's gonna move in the shadows until he has enough people backing him up and then he's gonna come around and snatch you up in the middle of the night and you're gone so i feel like if we're going to judge them who do you think is more i guess evil What is your definition of evil in this context? Okay, so maybe not. Or just in general, what's your definition of evil? Let's just say bad. What's your definition of bad? Um, So we've we've seen them both not give a crap about anybody else if it interferes with their with their plan. Um, We've seen we've actually seen Voldemort hurt people within the series yes personally hurt people command other people to hurt people but also him getting his hands dirty we haven't thus seen that with grindelwald we've seen him hurt animals but we've also seen voldemort hurt animals because voldemort was killing unicorns well no we've seen grindelwald killed many people Oh yeah, Paris. The, 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 yeah. The, the circle of fire. How many ores did he kill? True. Plus circle Lidl, of fire. Plus, little is strange. Yeah, but and he hit- was literally going to burn down Paris. Yeah. Okay. All right. So yeah, okay. I'll give him more evil. I feel like Voldemort would have gotten to that level yes, if he, he had had more time. Well, let me ask you a question. Where did where did the whole thing of Inferi start? Where it's basically zombies who will attack and kill people, and they have diagrams to show what happens to the victim of Inferi that they show off. I don't know. So Voldemort has ki- and giant involvement, and having been uh, and having used the Dementors in the past. Yeah, he has definitely killed. A lot of people, whether yeah. it's personally or not, they've both killed a lot of people. Agreed. I just think that we have a longer time <coughs> of Grindelwald being, I guess, in power and doing bad stuff. From what from what we know of the story, mm-hmm. we have him being in power longer than we did with. Well, no, I don't know. Again, it just depends on what your definition of bad and what your definition of evil is. You think that the easiest way to quantify is how many people they've personally killed, how many people they've had killed, how many people died because of them. Um, what about their actions? I mean, Grindelwald literally, like, Voldemort did it. Spoilers. Yeah, please. If you come, <laughs> if you've come back to listen to see if you can continue listening, cannot, give us another minute. You cannot give us another minute. Moment. Just check in in another minute, okay? So Voldemort covertly takes over the government, whereas Grindelwald. Well, we see him trying to do that right now. No, 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 no. Right now, we see him laying low and planting people. Yeah, but we know that he officially takes over the government. Well, later. yeah, because okay. Once he's moved his she, chess pieces in... JK might as well have named him Hitler. Well, I thought, I thought, but God, I thought Grindelwald is. Yeah. Grindelwald is literally Hitler. Yeah. Instead of blonde hair, blue eyes, it's... you. Can you use a wand? 
Yeah. But other than that, he turns friends against friends, just yes. like Hitler did. They, they are literally, it's an analog, literally. Yeah. Um, Voldemort, to a lesser extent, Who will more... love you now, Dumbledore? Damn, bro. Sorry. That's so messed up. Right? Um, but Grindelwald did it. Obviously, we know it was yeah. with ma- making a zombie, basically. Yeah. A little baby deer zombie. God, so stupid. A, little, a little baby deer thingy zombie. It's, a, it's the weird... Okay, anyway. But it, for all intents and purposes, he did everything above board. The Wizarding World is aware of, at the very least. He, okay. He preaches for wizard-like empowerment, which is what I'm sure the average person who is unaware of, of how his crimes is. against humanity. Yeah, basically, they're just like, "Whoa!" They yes. they broke into a Muggle family's house in the first set of movies, annihilated all of them. There was a baby there, and he said, "Take care of it." And then there was green light. Yes. <laughs> but the average person does not know that. We know that. Because we are not the average people. Because we are the fourth the viewers. wall. We yes. are watching everything. But, like, it totally makes sense that everyone, uh, like, the, the average wizard or witch in the world at that moment was, like, like, the government is rallying against him because he is speaking a different narrative than they are. Yeah. And for a minute there, he won. Yeah. So, like, he is, like, patently more dastardly. I think that's... I think my issue with him is that he's more more dastardly. Like, sneaks are going to sneak. Yeah. The devious people are going to do devious things in the cloak of night because that's when devious things happen. Um, so I get Voldemort right now being in the shadows Mm -hmm. and trying to wield his power that way until he no longer has to be in the shadows because he's too big for the government to stop him. Um, totally understand kind of like the whole mafia thing in the United States. They worked in the shadows until they no longer had to because they were too big to be stopped. Well, the thing is, is that if... If they had believed Historically Harry, speaking. Yes. If they had believed Harry from the word go, Voldemort would have gotten no traction whatsoever. Oh, still, yeah. He still would have gotten the support of the Giants and the Dementors and stuff because... I but mean, all the, of his the, followers the, would still be in jail. Exactly. Uh, all of his... All of the Death Asking Eater... Being yeah. out of Dementor hands yeah. would have made sure that they would not have escaped, at least in the short term. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things would have been different, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, devious people are going to be devious. I, he's, he's bad. He's terrible. He did bad things. But I think the, the sneak you need to worry about Mm -hmm. is the one who comes in your face and says, I'm no different than you are. Trust me. That's the person that I'm more worried about. My question to you is, who do you think is stronger? Because remember, Grindelwald can see into the future. Yeah. Voldemort 
can read people's minds. And he has a... And influence them. A get-out-of-jail-free card. Seven of them. Six of them. Yeah. Well, seven of them. Well, six, because there's one in his body. Yeah. Well... well seven. Anyway, yeah. six. Seven. <laughs> so many spoilers. Yeah. Um, um, I'm going to say... I have All things answer. considered... I would put them on fairly equal playing grounds. Like, le- those fairly equal... I think... Yeah. Um, Voldemort is stronger. Mm, because... I think that that actually makes him weaker. But, Dumbledore okay. beat uh, Grindelwald when Grindelwald had the Elder Wand. Oh, all the spoilers today, huh? Dumbledore used it against Voldemort. You still cannot come back, by the way. Yeah, don't come back. Don't come Dumbledore back. Dumbledore used it against Voldemort. And in the book, Dumbledore had the advantage. In the movie, Voldemort had the advantage. But we're going by the book, obviously, because we're doing a book review. Yeah, but that's not the... So, I don't think that so that's... Even I don't think that that is a fair comparison because we're talking about Dumbledore in his prime fighting against Grindelwald and old man Dumbledore yeah, fighting against Voldemort. Let's not pretend... That age has dulled him. No, I'm I not saying it's it dulled him, but I'm saying that his reaction times are a little bit slower. Um, his He's not... He, just a little bit. And with someone who is vicious, you can't have slower reaction times. You just can't. True. And And... I'm not saying that he's he's not capable of defending himself, but what I am saying is my brain doesn't function at the same speed and capacity that it used to 20 years ago. But again, take into consideration... Just a, just a tiny little bit different. But again, take into consideration that Grindelwald can see the future and has an all-powerful wand. Mm-hmm. And loses to Dumbledore without the all-powerful wand. That we don't know. Dumbledore yeah. with the all-powerful wand. Well, he can't see the not... future anymore. The only reason he could see the future was because of the chilling. No. Yeah. No. No. No? No. Remember in the first movie, he could see the Obscurial sort of attached to Mother Mary Mary Lou Barebones, or the frick her name is. Caught myself. I said fudge. 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 Um, it's delicious. No, but yeah, he can see into the future. It's not because of the, the chillum. He can sort of see. The chillum was what made it even more. I, I don't remember what he, what he saw in the blood anymore, to be honest. I, c- I can check if I wanted to. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to. No, we're not going to check right now. I'm we're gonna, not going to check I'm right gonna, now. I'm going to mute. I can talk. You're fine. Calm down. <sighs> Okay, but now let's go back. <laughs> let's go back. You can come back now. We're gonna, yes, come we're back. gonna come back. We're here. Okay, we're back. We're not. Um, we're not talking about spoilers anymore. Yes, we're coming so, back. Okay. Uh, Umbridge orders him to use Veritasium on Harry, but Snape claims she has used up his entire stock, and it takes a month to brew more. Oh, so she starts, clearly it was very important for you to talk to somebody. Was it Albus Dumbledore or the half-breed Hagrid? I doubt it was Minerva McGonagall. I hear she is too, still too ill to talk to anyone. Take her name out of your mouth. 
take her name out of your mouth, you despicable, despicable troll of a woman. Don't you talk about McGonagall ever again. Okay. Sorry. Harry snarled. It's none of your business who I talk to. Yes. Very well, very well, Potter. I offered you a chance. Draco, fetch Professor Snape. Yes, yes, yes. And then Snape comes in. We did all that already. I know, I know, I know. Um, I'm trying to see. Uh, You took my last bottle to interrogate Potter. Surely you did not use all of it. I told you that three drops would be sufficient. You can make some more, can't you? Um, Certainly it takes a full moon cycle to mature, so I should have it ready for you in about a month. A month? A month? But I need it this evening. Um, Snape, I have just found Potter using my fire to communicate with a person or persons unknown. Really? Well, it doesn't surprise me. Potter has never shown much inclination to follow school rules. I wish to interrogate him. I wish you to provide me with a potion that will force him to tell the truth. I have already told you that I have no further stocks of Veritas Zerum. Unless you wish to poison Potter, and I assure you, I would have the greatest sympathy with you if you did. I cannot help you. The only trouble is that most venoms act too fast to give the victim much time for truth-telling. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. It doesn't say it in the book that he used it on on Marietta. Or that she used it on Marietta. Or she used it on Marietta. In the movie, Cho is the one who told... And he says, you used the last of it it on On Miss Cho. Miss Chang. Miss Cho. Like, that's her first name. Like, last name. After everything, (sighs) again, Harry realizes that Snape is in the order and he desperately yells, He's got Padfoot at the place where it's hidden. Umbridge asks what this means, and Snape coldly replies, He has no idea what Father is blathering about and leaves. Well, the reason she doesn't believe it is because Snape stops with his hand on Umbridge's door. And Umbridge is like, Padfoot? What is Padfoot? Where what is hidden? What does he mean, Snape? Well, yeah, because you stopped dead in your tracks. You're like, you can't do that, bro. How how good of a how good of a an order member is he if he can't realize that maybe when somebody says something that you need to know, you don't act like you need to know it. You know? Mm-hmm. You gotta be less suspicious. Don't, don't be, suspicious. be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Oh, no. We're not related. It's fine. Um, I have no idea, Potter. When I want nonsense shouted oh. at me, I shall give you a babbling beverage. And Crab, loosen your hand a little. If Longbottom suffocates, it will mean a lot of tedious paperwork. And I am afraid I shall have to mention it on your reference if you ever apply for a job. <laughs> He closes the door behind him with a snap, leaving Harry in a state of worse tor- turmoil than before. Snape had been his very last hope. Oh no. Oh no. Very well. She said as she pulled out her wand. Very well. I am left with no alternative. This is more than a matter of school discipline. This is an issue of ministry security. Yes. Yes. You are forcing me, Potter. I do not want to. 
but sometimes circumstances justify the use. I am sure the minister will understand that I had no choice. Mm. What, what is she saying? Amalfoy was watching her with a hungry expression on his face. The Cruciatus curse ought to loosen your tongue. Really? Um, one of the unforgivable curses. One that would net anyone else who uses it. A one-way ticket to Azkaban. Yeah, but surely the minister will understand, right? Oh, of course. So, Umbridge prepares to cast the Cruciatus Curse on Harry to extract information. In <sighs> passing, she admits having sent the Dementors to his home last summer. Oh, hold on. Uh-huh. So, she says that Hermione shrieks, no, it's illegal. The minister wouldn't want you to break the law, Professor Umbridge, cried Hermione. What Cornelius doesn't know won't hurt him, says Umbridge, who was now panting slightly as she pointed her wand at different parts of Harry's body in turn, apparently trying to decide what would hurt the most. He never knew I ordered Dementors after Potter last summer, but he was <coughs> delighted to be given the chance to expel him all the same. It was you? gasped Harry. You sent the Dementors after me? Somebody had to act, breathed Umbridge as her wand came to rest pointing directly at Harry's forehead. They were all bleeding about silencing you somehow, discrediting you, but I was the one who actually did something about it. Only you wriggled out of that one, didn't you, Potter? Not today, though. Not now. Wait, wait a gosh darn second. Wait a flin flarnin minute. Yes, she sent literally the most evil of creatures after a teenager to silence him because it would benefit her employer. Yes. And her, by extension. She sent a dark evil thing that likes to suck people's souls out of their bodies to a teenager who should under no circumstances oh, at this point that's why he killed it because it wouldn't kneel to him mm-hmm. who sent sent this creature to a teenager who shouldn't know how to battle it yet so she was either hoping that he would die in the in the battle or that he would battle the dementor and get caught and get expelled like either way she's good see it's in the blood of the chin that he can see the future yeah but again he could see the future without it but I guess maybe that that's he needs a reflective surface to see it off of I don't think the blood of the chin uh, has I any I don't know I don't think I don't it know. has, like, a prophetic okay, powers. but let's get back to this. Yes. Let's get back to this. Yes. Okay. So, she is actually about to, to curse him. 
She takes a deep breath and gets out crew. Cruz. And Hermione shouts no. Um, and she says, well, why not? Um, no, don't do this. We'll have to, Harry. She'll force it out of you anyway. What's the point? And Umbridge is like, well, 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 little miss question all is going to give us some answers. Come on then, girl. Come on. It's like, wait a second. She, she just called her a know-it-all. Like, you just going to question everything, and now you got answers. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. And Ron is like, no, don't. And I was like, I'm so sorry, everyone, but I can't stand it. That's right, girl. That's right. Tell me. Now, who was Potter communicating with? Harry was contacting Professor Dumbledore about a weapon the students were building for him. They were letting him know uh, letting him know it is ready. Well, she's like, wait a second, you were contacting Dumbledore? So you know where he is? No, we don't know where he is. We just tried the Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley. Idiot girl, Dumbledore won't be sitting in a pub when the whole ministry is looking for him? Calm down. Sheesh. Well, no, that's what she said. No, I know. I'm saying like, yeah. God. Um, but we need to talk to him. We need to talk to him. Well, what do you want to talk to him so bad about? Basically, we we wanted to tell him it's ready. Choked Hermione. Oh, what's ready? What's ready, girl? As she's grabbing Hermione by the shoulders and shaking her slightly. <coughs> the the weapon. Oh, the weapon. 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 You have been developing some method of resistance. A weapon you could use against the Ministry on Dumbledore's orders, of course. Yes, but he had to leave before it was finished, and now we've finished it for him, and we can't find him to tell him. What kind of weapon is it? said Umbridge harshly, her stubby hands still tight on Hermione's shoulders. Ow, I don't want her touching me. Like, I would not want her touching me. Okay. Sorry. In my head, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, oh, no. Um... We don't really understand it. We just did what Professor Dumbledore told us to do. And Umbridge straightens up, looking exultant. Lead me to the weapon. I'm not showing them, and she points at the Slytherins. It's not for you to set conditions. Fine, fine, let them see it. I hope they use it on you. In fact, I wish you'd invite loads and loads of people to come see. That would serve you, right? Oh, I'd love... It, if the whole school knew where it was and how to use it, and then if you annoy any of them, they'll be able to sort you out. And of course, Umbridge is... Uh, I'll read um, the last little bit. Mm-hmm. It says, These words had a powerful impact on Umbridge. She glanced swiftly and suspiciously around at her inquisitorial squad, her bulging eyes resting for a moment on Malfoy, who was too slow to disguise the look of eagerness and greed that had appeared on his face. Umbridge contemplated Hermione for another long moment and then spoke in what she clearly thought was a motherly voice. All right, dear, let's make it just you and me, and well, let's take Potter too, shall we? Get up now. She goes very quick from, I'm going to kill you, screaming, screeching. Yes. 
ordering people out of her office and stuff. To, come here, I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. Said the spider to the fly. Okay. Um, Professor, said Malfoy eagerly, Professor Umbridge, I think some of the squad should come with you to look after... I am a fully qualified ministry official, Malfoy. Do you really think I cannot manage two wandless teenagers alone? Asked Umbridge sharply. In any case, it does not sound as though this weapon is something that school children should see. You'll remain here until I return and make sure none of these, she gestured around at Ron, Jenny, Neville, and Luna, escape. All right, said Malfoy, looking sulky and disappointed. And you two can go ahead of me and show me the way, said Umbridge, pointing at Harry and Hermione with her wand. Lead on. <coughs> well, well, well. How the turntables. Look what we have here. We have an, a Dumbridge being evil. Oh, snap. That otherwise known as just a Dumbridge. Yes. Yeah. So that's that chapter, everyone. Yes. Harry scared for Sirius. Tries to contact Sirius. Creature says, I don't know where he went, but he's never coming back. I hate Creature. Yeah. Well, he mistaken right now. I, st- I hate him always. Yeah. He gets a little better, but not, like, because he's good. He gets better. He get- He becomes slightly better... Because he's like yes, okay. We're not gonna go there. We've yeah. already done a bunch of spoilers. <clears throat> yes, okay. but we already told you that spoilers were happening. So I mean, you were warned, and we told you. <sighs> okay, so that was the end of that chapter, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. I'm tired. Yep.